0: I don't, I don't catch feelings, I just catch pips On that trade floor, I make my trades flip That's one trade, then I just made Your whole mother and father's wage slip I leave West End, give a few expensive bags I will be selling stocks, and then I buy it back Then I hit the clubs, and then I ball out I got the taxman thinking I'm supplying crap But I'm at the same place, sitting at my desk Trying to buy the dollar, and then I sell the yes. Exit the trade, and then I take the profit then I Welcome, Rosterwatch Nation, to this inaugural edition of a brand new feature at Rosterwatch.com this is the 2017 weekly trade cast. Um, I guess I'll give you the genesis of this idea and this piece of content. Um, if you've listened to the weekly waiver wire podcast, uh, the last few weeks we got into quite a bit of trade talk as trade season began in principle, and it led to a lot of good discussion um, and a lot of good ideas for roster watch nation. So, kind of that—that uh, that was the spawn of this concept was to parse out the two and make an additional uh, podcast uh, every week of the season through the end of trade deadlines in November where we can uh, focus on trades. Um, So that's what we'll do here every single week. You know, because trades are a tricky subject. Uh, You know, they're not nearly as black and white as many of the other aspects in our fantasy football season. And Every scenario is so unique from league to league and team to team, depending on roster construction and, uh, you know, your record and your matchups and all kinds of things. And so, you know, trades really do require a personalized response. And I know you guys see that we answer as many trade questions. We answer a ton of trade questions every week on the site, on Facebook, and certainly on Twitter, Um, you guys that follow us there on Twitter at RosterWatch, you know that we do a ton of trade talk on there uh, and that's a fantastic place to interact with us as well. Um, you know, and it's a big subject though. And we thought that this podcast would be a good companion for the season because there's just so many facets to it every week and really a lot of work that has to be put into exploring all the various possibilities uh, that the market is presenting to us in any given week. Uh, across our leagues and you know just like the rest of our tools what we want to do for you guys is we want to simplify the process we're going to do all the heavy lifting we're going to geek out do all the mind numbing work and then we're going to consolidate this into actionable and simple instructions for you guys to take you day by day week by week uh, through the season and so this will be our forum uh, for talking about uh, trades Uh, in in addition to the site, of course, um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Byron Lambert. I am the co-founder of roster watch. Um, you know, we started the company back in 2011. Uh, as you guys know from, you know, the maniacal roster watch podcast that Alex and I, uh, have been recording since January. I think it was episode 44. We did last night for the waiver wire podcast. Alex is the managing editor of our company. Uh, he's the executive producer of the podcast, of the radio show, um, you know, and a million other things for the company. Really, everything on the front end of the company, everything that's user facing. While I, I'm i more of his counterpart on the back end of the company, more a little bit more on the business side of things, you know, we both obviously work a ton together and have our hands both in a little bit of everything uh, as far as the company is concerned. Um, you know, but this is a completely independent, community-sourced football intelligence service and fantasy football community. And we're the, we're the hound dogs for you guys. Um, we're, the, we're out every year in January, hound-dogging this stuff out. It's for you. Um, you guys are the ones who sponsor this. We're the ones that just go out and we try to find it and uncover it, and then we bring it back to you. And, of course, you know... Winning our fantasy football leagues is a year-round proposition for us and for our community. I mean, it truly—it's our identity. It's what we set out to form this company for. We want—we loved fantasy football so much that we just wanted to make sure that we win our fantasy leagues every year. It's our identity, really, as fantasy winners. We hate losing in our fantasy leagues, you know. And we're guys that have a lot of other interests in life, uh, for sure. But this. This is an important and fun part of life for us, and it's really turned into something special with this wonderful uh, community we have—a Roster Watch Nation. And we cannot tell you how much we appreciate and thank each and every one of you so much uh, for your loyal support. Our gratitude is infinite, and our promise to you guys is just to keep keep doing more. And uh, as you guys keep investing in us, uh, you're going to see return on that. We're going to yeah, all all to be reinvested back in the company into more and better intelligence as uh, we move forward um so i guess uh let's just dive in here with our first uh, edition of this podcast uh we'll do it every wednesday of the season through the trade deadline in november and you know to tell you the truth i'm actually a little bit excited about the opportunity to go solo and get maniacal with you dirt balls uh for the rest of the season. This is where we're going to hash a lot of things out. So let's start with a little bit of housekeeping. Um, last year, one of the secret weapons in fantasy football was the Philadelphia Eagles kicker, Caleb Sturgis. And, you know, look, we've had a long time saying, a long time doctrine at Watch that, look, if you're not getting double-digit points out of your kicker, what are you doing? You're, you are fucking wasting your time. And so, since Caleb Sturgis was actually still just a name totally under the radar and not a traditional, didn't fit the traditional formula for the way people select their kickers in drafts and early in the season, he was on a lot of wires. You know, of course, he got hurt, and the team has replaced him with Jake Elliott. And look, we're all looking for an edge right now this time of year. A lot of us are facing must-win situations. And if you look down and you see you've been getting six points out of your defense and eight points out of your kicker, that's not enough. You need to be getting 20 points out of your kicker and your defense every single week. So Jake Elliott is the new Caleb Sturgis. Go look at his game logs. It's been absolute monsters. It's just that Philadelphia offense. It sets up perfectly for field goal kickers. This is an important ad that you're not going to hear anybody else talk about on any other show, podcast, website, anywhere else. But this is the nuance. This is the attention to detail that gives us that last 10% boost that we need. That is, It's the small difference uh, that's going to separate this thing over the course of the season into making the playoffs and advancing into the playoffs. Uh, it's very important to have a strong bottom of your roster. People don't look at the bottom of the roster. You need to be uh, a player that it that certainly does. Um, so, listen. I know a lot of you guys are concerned, rightfully so. I'm a Marshawn Lynch owner too. But let me tell you, this is this is what we've been waiting for right here. And what I mean by that is Marshawn Lynch is one of these guys. Similar to what we told you about a time at Montgomery. We'll talk about him in a second. Marshawn Lynch is a guy that we wanted to get our hands on in drafts, if we could get value on him, because we think he has a solid, solid role. He does. He's the goal line back for what was going to be a good offense, guaranteed 15, about 15 touches a game in any game where the game script just doesn't totally go awry, which really didn't tend to be in the cards for a Raiders team who, should have a good offense. There were a lot of positive indicators for that being at least a safe pick to be a reasonable cog in the wheel that was going to be your fantasy team this year. Now listen, what's happened is it's been a road game schedule for Marshawn Lynch to begin the season. It's been relatively tough matchups, and one game that went completely off script in the Sunday night game against Washington. Now, Lynch returns to Oakland for a three-game home stretch. And the team is down quarterback Derek Carr. They're going to be stuck with EJ Manuel. This is not good news for the Raiders' season. The Raiders' season is in the balance right now. And what we've said all along is that we were hoping Beast Mode was going to get to this stretch of home games and get his value up, and then we could trade him off in our leagues. We really thought that was going to be a possibility. And, you know, I think on the surface people are going to say losing Derek Carr is a problem for everybody on the Raiders offense. I believe on a Jack Del Rio team, with the season and the balance, they have no choice now but to default to relying on their number one asset. And that's the offensive line. Oakland Raiders are going to have to run the football and beat people. They're going to have to bludgeon people with that offensive line. It's going to have to be more touches for the running backs. We love beast mode to get in the end zone at home, in the black hole. He's, this is shaping up to a three-week period where you're going to just have to play him every single week. Uh, we're going to talk trades here in a little while. I think Lynch is the guy that you can look at throwing in a trade if you have to. I absolutely do at this point. A uh, smart player might be interested in him. Um, you know, People are going to want a big discount. If he's, if he's a throw-in and, in and you're in a pinch situation and you're going to be able to get a premium player out of it, then you know we can sign off on that. Uh, the other thing we need to know is that as the Ravens are traveling cross-country to come play Oakland this week, They are once again going to be without their stud nose tackle and best run-stopping defensive lineman, Brandon Williams. And look, I'm not saying Marshawn Lynch is Le'Veon Bell, but you saw Le'Veon Bell carve him up last week. So there's a real opportunity for Marshawn Lynch to get right this week, to get right the next few weeks. I know a lot of you guys are worried about him. Look, he's probably just like your RB2 RB3 anyways, I mean, that's an important player, but your whole team shouldn't be off the rails just because uh, it's been a couple of down weeks for him in a row after a couple of, of decent weeks. And so here's a chance to get right, and I'd say more than likely owners of Lynch are going to need to roll him out the next three weeks and just see what happens. Hopefully it works out. There's a lot of positive indicators that this is, this is the best thing we can hope for with Lynch and uh, that he gets the touches and look, if we can get his value up, we're going to, I'm sure we'll be talking right here on this trade cast in just a couple of weeks, the weekly roster watch trade cast for the 2017 season It's going to be available all, all season long at rosterwatch.com where look, if you're not, if you are not a pro subscriber at RosterWatch yet, you are wasting your time. It is $3 and 99 cents. As we say, it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. It's truly the most affordable subscription in all of fantasy sports, and and look, our competitors in the industry have told us point blank they they think that our price is so low that it's hurting the industry. And so what we tell you guys is, if, even for you guys that are serious players that maybe have multiple subscriptions, why not add this subscription on to this free podcast to the free uh, weekly Tuesday waiver wire podcast. Uh, that are both available on iTunes. This will be up on iTunes uh, here this evening. And just just come see it the way that we see it because we've been at the training camps. We've been at the pro days. We've been at the NFL Combine. We've been inside the NFL Combine on the field. We've been inside the Senior Bowl on the field. We've met all of, the, all of these kids. We've talked to a lot of these coaching staffs and it's just an element that really nobody else has to offer. And so in that situation, you know, this is this is where we can tell our community, look, we like to zig when everybody zags, when <clears throat> the intelligence dictates that we do so. I think that's the case with Marshawn Lynch right here. We're going to have to just likely stay put, ride this thing out, and hope that he gets in the end zone over the course of the next few weeks at home. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Okay, Ty Montgomery, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. Because this is, we were just talking last week about how we were going to trade this guy and sell him high because we thought he was going to get injured. Alex knew there was no way that he could maintain this snap count. And what do you know it? Before you you really have time to get anything done, he goes out on a ghost tackle. And then this was a painful one on Thursday night because Ty Montgomery was ripping off six yards of carry. That whole game script flip, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers was going to have that monster. Had Montgomery stayed healthy. Montgomery was about to feast in that game like a David Johnson or somebody. It was going to be a huge, huge, epic performance for Ty Montgomery. And owners were just thinking, hey, maybe, maybe it's a good thing I haven't dealt him yet because maybe I have a real stud here. Or they were thinking, hell, I'll go ahead and take these big points this week and then let's get rid of them next week. He, playing on the short week made it hard to get a deal done for him last week. And then, of course, he gets the ghost tackle. And somehow, as fragile Fred that he is in that wide receiver body, gets the rib injury. And now we've got what looks like a, a brewing time shear on our hands for the foreseeable future. So it's certainly not ideal. Um, what are we going to do with Ty Montgomery? I own him in a league. Um, I think in the end, for most people, he's going to be a hold. He's going to be a hold, and you're going to have to try to survive, and there's going to be another stretch this season where Ty Montgomery goes bananas. You know, the problem is for the teams that need to win right now. You know, Ty Montgomery, his injury might have cost you a win last week. And that may have put you in a must-win type of position right now, which changes, you know, really the landscape of your season. So what I'd say with Ty Montgomery is, you know, fortunately the news is that he's going to start playing. So potentially his value is not overly depressed in your league, especially if it's to a winning team that thinks they're Maybe buying slightly low on a player that could be one of the top players in fantasy down the stretch and kind of lock them up on the road to deep in the playoffs. I think Montgomery's the guy that you could get reasonable value with. You're not certainly not selling high now. But if I'm a team that's been damaged by his injury situation and needs to win this week, like I said, I think for most teams most owners, he will result, ultimately be a hold, but if you need to sell Ty Montgomery, um, it's okay it's certainly okay to do so. Um, if it's for quality players that are going to help you win this week that you know you feel at least reasonably confident with um, moving forward. Uh, one more bit of housekeeping before we dive a little deeper into the sell highs and buy lows and some of the players we'd like to maneuver with um, on, the, on the trade front this week. Look, we tell you every single week, you, know, you come to the site, you come to rosterwatch.com. On Tuesdays, you use the waiver wire cheat sheet. We tell you how important it is to come. Look, the draft is important in the initial construction of your roster, but the season gets flipped on its head in about one or two weeks. And the key to winning the season is really working the waiver wire. We tell you that every Tuesday on the waiver wire podcast. Uh, every Tuesday you come, all of our pro subscribers come. And they see the waiver wire cheat sheet and they cultivate gold from it that ultimately ends up paying off big time as the season goes on. It's We make it easy for you guys, but it can be a lot of work. And that's what separates the really good players from the average players is the in-season management and the diligence of it and the commitment to it. And a lot a lot of people know about working their waiver wire but most people don't put the effort into trading. And this is the other key in-season component to winning your league is con- is continuously consolidating the equity on your roster into more value and as you do that when you're navigating the season we always talk about the season kind of like a poker tournament it's kind of you have to change gears as you go through the different levels of the season and we're still at the level of the season especially with all the injuries that have occurred and now bye weeks beginning in earnest where we want to make sure that we're we continue as we consolidate that player equity on our team through trades we're talking through trades here. And what we're talking about is through the waiver wire, we're always adding good new players to our team every week. And what that's doing is that's strengthening our roster from top to bottom. And we're constantly improving the overall value of our roster top to bottom because each of the individual pieces is more valuable as we continue to slowly upgrade them over the season. Well, the next thing we want to do is then we want to take those pieces and we want to consolidate them through, through trades for even more valuable pieces. And over the and over the course of the season the what we like to call player equity in our starting roster grows stronger and stronger so that it's fortified and playoff bound. And this is the reason that we need to be examining these trades every single week. This is the reason that you need to be using the waiver wire cheat sheet every single week available at rosterwatch.com for cheaper than a cup of coffee. Uh, that's a pro subscription where you have access every single week to the waiver wire cheat sheet, the proprietary matchup tool, probably our most popular in season tool. Um, Certainly, you'll have access to the Trash Man's flex rankings uh, every Friday of the season for that ever important flex decision when you got to decide, God, is it some wide receiver, running back, or maybe even a tight end I need to play? And I, I can find rankings everywhere for positional rankings, but I don't know how cross positionally these guys stack up. And then, you know, obviously it's a ton of fun hyper DFS. Uh, it's probably. That's our most exciting tool uh, every single weekend. Uh, That's where all of our pro subscribers uh, can come in and they can generate mass uh, DFS lineups uh, for the players that they love every week. Uh, They can generate optimized lineups around those in just a click of a button, just a few seconds. Um, They can generate many expert quality DFS lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel that you know we'll help them give them a much much better chance of winning uh and with a lot less time spent on constructing those uh you know those rosters and you know then we wrap up the week uh every week with the Vegas tool on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings where look it's important for us to know we can't finalize our fantasy rosters in earnest personally every week until we know who Vegas likes and who Vegas hates in our fantasy leagues. That's kind of the last thing we always want to check. And another truly popular tool for our pro subscribers, um, available at rosterwatch.com every week of the season, uh, in addition to these two free podcasts on iTunes. This is the weekly trade cast uh, for the 2017 season. And, of course, every Tuesday we post the Waiver Wire podcast as a companion to the uh, Waiver Wire cheat sheet. Um, so as we head into the sell highs that we need to be paying attention to, I think it is important that we also maybe give consideration, uh, to the Melvin Gordon's situation. I'm not sure he's a sell high, but he's not necessarily quite in the time Montgomery category of things that we just spoke about. He's somewhere in between. Uh, look, we've been at Charters Camp the last two years. Melvin Gordon, look, and I'm tired of people complaining about Melvin Gord being off to a slow start. He's gotten you in standard. He's gotten you double digits three out of four weeks so far this season. So it's not been that bad. You've got bigger problems on your hand if you're in a hole right now. And look, I get what you. I get the feeling that you're having is that because he's been a bit touchdown dependent and he's not necessarily gotten the workload that you would like to have seen. So that's, that's making you a little bit goosey. I mean, the problem is Melvin Gordon is pretty clearly banged up. He's a little bit banged up, but I think he's got an injury. He's going to get better every week. And I think there's a breakout that's going to come soon. Not the easiest matchup on the road in New York, but look, Melvin Gordon, if you're trying to win, I think he's a guy that you probably just keep playing. But kind of like I said about Ty Montgomery, If you got to sell them, if you're in a pinch and you need to sell them, I think you can, but I think you can do it a little more on the sell high of things. So, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon owners, if you're in a hole, if you can get some of the right players, maybe listen to some of the buy lows that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Um, You know, you can ship Melvin Gordon off if you need to right now, if it's to help you win and to buy-in on some quality uh, talent that you think that you're getting some value on. Um, Nonetheless, I'm still pretty confident, barring an unforeseen disaster with the health, Melvin Gordon is, in the end, going to have had a pretty darn good uh, fantasy season uh, for owners. Alright, let's move on here. Uh, I guess let's reset for a second. This is the inaugural edition of the Weekly trade cast for the 2017 season available on iTunes, available at rosterwatch.com every Wednesday of the season from now uh, through the trade deadline uh, in most leagues in November. Uh, I'll be hosting this podcast. My name is Byron Lambert. I am one of the co-founders at rosterwatch.com. We started this company back in 2011 mainly because we wanted to win with our in our own fantasy leagues, and we just were maniacal. And we've taken that maniacal effort worldwide now, and we found out there's a lot of others like us out there. I mean, some of you are even just plain crazy. I mean, I'm sure you've seen this guy Renorca, if you've ever been in the comments section of any article on the front page at rosterwatch.com. That's where... We personally, the trash man myself, Alex Dunlap, uh, go in and uh, interact with our pro subscribers. We answer their fantasy questions all season long, all year long uh, in the comments section of all the articles on the front page at rosterwatch.com and you've probably seen me go in there and look at this guy Renorka and even on Twitter. I think he's the most maniacal member of all of rosterwatch Nation. He thinks I don't know what he thinks he deserves for a cup of coffee. He certainly gets his bang for his buck. But this guy goes, asks 20 questions in each thread, and they're all just mind-benders. And they about, have about 16 prongs to them. And then he hunts you down on Twitter and tells you that you haven't answered his question in the comments section on this article yet on the site. And what are you doing? And can you please help him? Because he's in 27 leagues, but they are all in emergency mode. Anyways, we love you guys, and we know that there's a lot of you out there, and this is what gets us excited about doing this. Okay, sell high. These are this week's sell highs. Our very own Alex Dunlap made a deal with this guy this week, and I love it. We were all surprised to see that Houston Texans running back Lamar Miller were on the week four DraftKings DFS cheat sheet. But we just said, look, we hate Lamar Miller, and we love Deontay Foreman in Dynasty. But his price was just too cheap last week, and the matchup was good, and this was going to be a coming-out party for Lamar Miller. We hate him, but we even put him on our own DFS cheat sheets, and we played him in a ton of lineups. Well, Lamar Miller had the breakout game. It was the big bust-out game. Oh, man, that's not sustainable. That is not a sustainable level of production for Lamar Miller. But this was just what we were hoping for. This is just what Lamar Miller's smart Lamar Miller owners were hoping for. It looks like we've got, on the surface, it looks like we got a big Deshaun Watson breakout, an offense that's in bloom. Lamar Miller has still got the name recognition, had been at least reasonably decent until this game, and now we had the breakout. And so, man, things are just hitting their stride. Well, a smart owner like Alex in one of our personal leagues, I woke up this morning to see he had shipped Lamar Miller off in a multiplayer deal for a premium player. Actually, he landed uh, Mike Evans. And I think it's a wonderful idea. If there's any time, look, Lamar Miller's the kind of player that you're looking to as soon as you can sell him high, get him the hell off your team, and turn him into a player that you like more, That you think you can rely on more. And I think he needs to be right at the top of the list. Anybody that is a Lamar Miller owner needs to be shopping him this week. And the primary goal is to take him and another player and consolidate those two players into a premium player on your roster. You know, he could also be the kind of guy that you use to, maybe you've got a hole, maybe you're thin at wide receiver. So maybe you can flip Lamar Miller straight up for a buy low wide receiver. Uh, There's several of those this week. Uh, We'll get to those in, in just a few minutes. Nonetheless, Alex, I thought he paid a fair price for Mike Evans. It ended up being Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller for Mike Evans. But I saw what Alex was doing, and it actually brings up another good point. That Carlos Hyde is another player that kind of fits that bill. Somewhere between, not he's not really a Lamar Miller, but he's more on the Ty Montgomery side of things. And he was getting fragile. We told you on the week three, no, the week four waiver wire cheat sheet that it was time to pick up Matt Brieta, just like we told you it was time to pick up Jamal Williams, because we were worried about Carlos Hyde getting hurt, just like we were worried about Ty Montgomery getting hurt. Then Carlos had got the the hip injury, left the game, fortunately came back in and salvaged it with a reasonable day. And then he played this last week and had a reasonable day. So in the Lamar Miller terms, I think he's kind of gotten his value or kept his value up. But in the Ty Montgomery term of things, boy, it feels like he's headed towards injury. And just somewhere in between, it feels like Again, this is another player that when we can get his value up and get a player that we really want in return, it's a good time to just go ahead and maybe think about making a move. Um, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, both players to consider doing that with. Lamar Miller is certainly more of a sell high. Carlos Hyde more of a more of a let's consolidate him into something that's something else we like before he gets injured type of move. Um so definitely something to think about there. Another guy I don't trust further than I can throw him on the season. Had a sneaky good game and a bad matchup against the Vikings this last week. But that's Amir Abdullah. I mean, to me, he's a sell high. He's a pipsqueak. He's a player we like. Well, look. We scouted him at the Senior Bowl a few years ago. We're Amir Abdullah fans. You know, he's not a viable workhorse running back in the NFL. And what we've seen what we've seen is a couple of mediocre games and then we finally got the good game this last week. And look for guys like us who already know that Amir Abdullah is just not a good option on the season. We see right through those mediocre games to begin the season. For the average player that came to the season thinking, oh, he's got kind of the name recognition of an Amir Abdullah. He's the Lions starting running back on a good offense. And this is just a slow start. And now he's finally had his breakout game. And now we've this is the real Amir Abdullah. I mean, there's people out there that are thinking that, especially in PPR leagues. And what concerns me is, look, he led the running backs in snaps this week, but it's a sub-50% snap count. It's like 45 or 48% snap count for Amir Abdullah. Look, he got 21 touches. You know, the yardage still hasn't been there. I think this is a really good time to look at shipping Amir Abdullah in a deal for a more premium option. It certainly is. Um... Same division, a running back we've always just hated. He stinks. I'm not going to spend much time on him here. If you followed us for any amount of time, you know exactly how we feel about him, and you don't think that there's any reason that we spend much time on him here either. And that is one very shitty Latavius Murray of the Minnesota Vikings in the wake of and I mean, awake like a funeral of the loss of Dalvin Cook, one of our most precious sons of Roster Watch Nation in season long this week or this year. We're going to bow our heads in a moment of silence for Dalvin Cook. All right, we're back. That was painful, but we're not going to solve the problem. We are certainly not going to solve the problem. With Latavius Murray. And this might be counterintuitive. Because he hasn't played a snap. Or he's played a snap I guess. But he hasn't played a snap yet. In Dalvin Cook's absence. This may be totally counterintuitive. But Latavius Murray's value will never be higher. Ever. He stinks. I guess if you're in a huge pinch. You could think about. You could think about playing him this week. But man, trade him. There's no guarantees. You could probably get equally as good of a player back this week. And, you know, it's just, I mean, come on. What 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 are we doing? What are we doing? Latavius Murray stinks. Get that in your head. Sell him high. I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of dumb owners right now that you can he could be a legitimate throw into a nice package. Another running back that concern about how viable he is. It's been a rather quiet start for the season. We're just not sure he can hold up in the long run with big volume on a bad offense. That's Lashawn Shady McCoy in Buffalo. I'm not sure that he's a sell high. But I think he might just be a sell. Just a pure sell. You don't always see those. Um, But uh, I'd say, LaShawn McCoy owners, this is the time of season. Especially if I got a losing record, I have nothing to lose. I'd rather get, there's plenty of guys with lesser name recognition that I think are just as good options on the week right now as LaShawn McCoy. I'd be more than happy to load my team up with a couple of those guys if I could by shipping off of LaShawn. He's one of those guys. Look, Usually we're looking to trade up for a premium player, which I'd still prefer to do here with LaShawn, throw somebody else in and move up for a better player. But LaShawn's the kind of guy that if you need some players to help you get through these bye weeks, I think you can break him down into a couple of lesser players. With lesser name recognition, that that you being smart and informed because you're a pro subscriber at RosterWatch.com, uh, you know will help you survive uh, and be just as really just as good a plays as McCoy moving forward. I think that's a real option, and if I was a Sean McCoy owner, I'd certainly be I'd be looking to use him to fill holes right now. Uh, I think it's a good uh, player to do it. Uh, we talked about Carlos Hyde already. Uh, the last running back on the sell high list here for me uh, for this uh, week five trade cast, uh, the weekly trade cast uh, for the 2017 season, available every Wednesday at RosterWatch.com. Uh, going back to back with the waiver wire podcast every Tuesday, uh, all free to you guys on iTunes. All that we ask is that please, if you have just a few seconds, if you could just please go to iTunes and search for the Maniacal Roster Watch Podcast, search for this new trade cast, give us a five-star review. Um, That way we can continue to do these. It's encouraging for us to see the the feedback, the positive feedback. I get sick about it at night when I lay in bed just scrolling down one by one in iTunes to see the new five-star comments that have been sent and left. I mean, some of these things are just outrageous. And it just, they really warm my heart. And uh, hopefully, we can attract some advertisers for these podcasts as well, so we can continue doing them uh, regularly this year, the next calendar year, and for many years to come uh, for you guys, all of our loyal uh, subscribers that we're so appreciative of and grateful towards at rosterwatch.com. You guys are the reason that we do it. Uh, we work for you, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Okay, uh, Duke Johnson, Cleveland Browns. I mean, I actually think he's a pretty good play right now. And in PPR, I think he's a very reasonable play on the season moving forward. I don't think he's a must sell. Um, But it just caught my attention that Duke Johnson's value has never been higher. And he's on a bad team. So if you own him, I think he's a player that can be thrown into a larger deal that could help get something done, for sure. Uh, and I would, I would definitely consider that. Um, making that, uh, at least investigating that situation if I was a Duke Johnson owner. All right, let's turn the page to a few potentially sell-high wide receivers here. Um, I'm a Kelvin Benjamin owner, really more by accident and less by design. And I just think we know who Kelvin Benjamin is by now. And I'm, I hesitate to call him a sell high, but I think this last week's game got his value back up to at least you know commensurate to where it began the season or you know about what it was like when you drafted him. I think people view him probably as a solid asset right now. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin is a guy I'm definitely willing to part with if it's in a deal for a premium player. And a multiplayer deal for a premium player. If he helps me get a deal done for a a blue chip or at least a high level player in fantasy, uh, that's a deal I want to get done. I don't trust him week to week. I just don't think his ceiling is that high. And um, I think he's got enough name recognition uh, that he's a player that you can do that with. You know, we talked about that last week with Amari Cooper who, well, let's just get it out of the way. I was going to get to it later. You know, let's, Amari Cooper and even Michael Crabtree, to a lesser extent Crabtree, because I think for the most average players, Cooper still carries just the name value and the high draft, you know, value. And he seems to be the more valuable player for such stupid reasons. I mean, most of you guys know that our listeners, our subscribers are Crabtree owners and not Cooper owners. But, you know, what do we do with the Raiders receivers with EJ Manuel out? Man, it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a substantial downgrade. And Amari Cooper already struggling. You know, Crabtree kind of hurt. I don't love it for either of them. You got to hope Derek Carr is only out a few weeks. If this is a six week deal, that's not going to be good. And it's, you know, it might, you know, it might be a hold. I don't know, man. I think if I have Amari Cooper, I still might shop him. If I might shop him just like a Kelvin, if he can help me get a deal done for a really good player, I'm looking at it. I think there's a chance that Crabtree could be more of a security blanket for EJ Manuel, and I don't know that he's going to have the same value as a throw-in that an Amari Cooper will. Um, It's a tough situation with those guys right now. They're certainly not untouchable. Um, They're not trade highs. They're not sell highs. They're not sell highs, but... If I've got them, uh, those are those are pieces that I'm those can, those can be moving pieces, uh, for sure. And you know the other guy last week was Alshon Jeffrey, and I think we got lucky because he got a, he got a touch, he got the touchdown and that saved the week. And anybody that's just looking at his fantasy points are going to think, okay, Alshon's he's I don't want to call say he's on a roll, but he's been just fine here. And he really was at risk at a bad, bad week and a bad matchup this week at San Diego. And he came out of it with the touchdown on the surface. It looks good. It wasn't a good game. We told you he had, what was it, six of the next seven weeks coming up last week were tough. And they included a bye for Alshon. That's still the case. He's, the next six weeks still includes a bye and several very bad matchups. Um, We got fortunate that Alshon Jeffrey got the touchdown. I think this is a good time to continue to sell him off to unsuspecting owners. Um, He's a little bit of a sell high. He's a little bit of a sell high, and he also pulled a little bit of a Lamar Miller by getting in the end zone this week. Um, Same thing goes for Terrell Pryor. I don't trust him further than I can throw him on the season. He's got a buy this week. Not sure you can get a ton for him, but he got the touchdown. You know, Pryor's one of these guys, like I said, like a LaShawn McCoy, like a Lamar Miller that you've been just waiting all season to win. For me, I'm waiting all season to win. I can get his value up and ship him out of town. Uh, I believe that this is a good time to look at doing that with uh, Redskins wide receiver Terrell Pryor. And last but not least uh, here on the sell-high list, it's not going to be a running back. It's not going to be a wide receiver. Heck, it's not even going to be a tight end. We'll surprise you here. Let's go with a quarterback. One of our favorites. You've heard us talk about him. Um, he's been he blew it the hell up this week, man. And that's Texans rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson. And we just told you on yesterday's waiver wire podcast that he was the top waiver wire pick, uh, pickup of the week for the quarterback stack. And that he's actually a quarterback, you know, he's, there's a good chance he's still a streamer, but he, he's a rare rookie quarterback and waiver wire quarterback that pretty good chance he could be your solution on the season at the quarterback situation if you were struggling to fill that position. He's a guy where the production will probably come in waves and there's going to be some hiccups, so you're going to have to play him every week and take a few lumps, but you're just going to have to play him every single week. And that still holds true, but I guess when I was slicing and dicing the trade landscape of fantasy football leagues right now, it was that, look, I mean, could Deshaun Watson's value be any higher? He was one of the number one pickups in all leagues on waiver wires last night. So just some food for thought, Deshaun Watson, rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, I mean, this is the highest his value. could. I can imagine it possibly being on the season. Um, He could be a sell-high candidate. All right, so you're joining us here on the inaugural edition, episode one of the weekly trade cast for the 2017 season, available on iTunes and available at rosterwatch.com every single week of the season. Uh, you guys can also follow us on Twitter, at RosterWatch. Uh, we'd love a new follow on there, as most of our maniacal subscribers uh, and loyal uh, members of our football, winning football community know. Uh, we are very active on Twitter, and we love engaging with you guys there. Most, of, most important, you guys can please, we ask you, please come and support us and get a pro subscription for less than a cheap cup of coffee at RosterWatch.com. Um, it supports the trash pan, it supports me. it supports Alex Dunlap and our maniacal efforts literally twelve months a year three hundred sixty five days a year to to make ourselves winners, fantasy winners in our fantasy league in our fantasy leagues for our fantasy football community at rosterwatch.com and look we want to give, we want to bring you guys more we want to grow this thing we want More tools, more intelligence, more analytics, more scouting, more content for you guys. To do that, we need to keep growing. We need your support. Come to rosterwatch.com. Get a pro subscription. It costs less than a cheap cup of coffee. It is the most affordable subscription in all of fantasy sports. And look, don't do it just because we're begging you. Do it because you want to win. And because, seriously... Our tools are badass, and we have intelligence that, simply put, nobody else has. We go out there and we get this shit boots on the ground, and we've been doing it for a long time. Some say, you know, often imitated, never replicated. We're really not even often imitated because what we do is so unique, and we've carved a position that others just... It's not this easy to get out. It's not easy to be able to get out to training camps and pro day tours and inside access at the NFL Combine. Uh, That's what you're getting here. That's what we're bringing to you guys. So, all right, let's knock this out. Let's keep moving here. The buy lows for this week's trade cast with me, Byron Lambert, co-founder of rosterwatch.com, co-host of the weekly radio show on Saturday nights from... 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern and Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Channel, uh, Channel 88, Sirius XM, uh, Sirius 210, XM, I mean 87. 88 is our good friends on the NFL channel, excuse me. Okay, the buy lows for this week. You guys know we've been beating this up for a few weeks. Uh, Miami Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi is the ultimate buy low right now. Um, he was a blue chip player heading into the season, heading into drafts. It's been a slow start. Miami had to buy the first week for the Hurricane. He's put his owners in a hole. It, most of his owners are one and three, zero oh and four, maybe two and two, and we really want to target the one and three and zero oh and four teams with JGI They can't afford to play him any longer, and they don't at this point. They're not even sure if he's any good. You know, but what we know is we've been to Dolphins training camp, we've talked to Adam Gaze at the NFL Combine. This is a guy that the team loves. He's their workhorse. We're a little concerned about his injuries, obviously, but they're just they're managing him right now. And it just hasn't it just hasn't hit. It just has not hit. But the fact is when you scout the film, J A J looks good. He looks good. And the numbers belie that. And that's all most of your opponents in your leagues looking at are looking out of the numbers and they're pissed about them. And they've, 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 they're not excited about owning j anymore. They're worried. And what we can tell you is he looks good. They've got to get this offense. They cannot let these game scripts get too out of whack. His price is low enough now that you're not taking a massive risk if you get him and something happens. It was a, worth, a risk well worth taking because there's so much upside Look, he doesn't have a buy. That's tremendously helpful through this time of year. He's got a decent schedule ahead. And you can target losing teams in your league who own them. So, you know, I've gone through this week personally and made offers for JGI in every league that I'm in. And I would encourage you guys to do so as well. And he really is a Marshawn Lynch type of player. He truly, truly is. And Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams suck. Another buy low. He was such a disappointment last week. He had to play him. It was time to finally get in and play him. The sick Cincinnati Bengals rookie running back Joe Mixon. Look, yeah, he's still a buy low. That might surprise you. If you own him and you're listening to this, you're thinking, Really? Joe Mixon's a buy low? I'm not sure I trust this guy who's talking to me right now. Oh, trust me. Joe Mixon, you never forget, he is, he is like David Johnston, Le'Veon Bell. And people, people started him last week and they're disappointed. And they they'd kind of heard these rumblings about Joe Mixon. They didn't even know why they were drafting a rookie running back so early in their drafts because all these serv everybody was touting him. We were actually a little bit low on him because his ADP had spiraled so high. We were getting Dalvin Cook later. You know, unfortunate for the knee injury, but you know, that looked genius there for a while. Nonetheless, Joe Mixon is is a beast. The team knows it. Hill sucks. Bernard is Bernard. And man, they need Joe Mixon. They're trying to give him the ball. So A lot of people just don't value Joe Mixon. I'm not sure they did in the first place. I think they were told they were supposed to value him, and now it hadn't panned out, and I don't think they value him. And by the way, a lot of people started him last year, and they might have taken a loss because of it. So, I mean, I guess the concern is that he still only got 48% of snaps last week. It's not nearly as much as you'd like. you know. But he clearly led the backfield in snaps. I mean, it was 30% for Bernard and down in the 20s for Jeremy Hill and you know but it was the 21 touches that were mouth watering for Joe Mixon and you know he's got a tough matchup this week against Buffalo who's played well, especially on defense they played well and then he's got a bye week next week. So for winning teams right now, I'd say if you are a winning team, Joe Mixon is a sneaky target. To come back after the buy and be the player that sets your team on fire and put you over the top down the stretch losing teams might not be able to afford this play right now but i think winning teams can and he's worth a long look a long look it could be massive massive todd Gurley, zeke elliott rookie style impact if the thing if it all comes together and i don't think you have to spend much for it so uh, i mentioned that um I made some offers for Jai in my leagues. I also made some offers for Joe Mixon and I'll just share with you the offers that I made. I offered Tariq Cohen and Thomas Rawls for Joe Mixon straight up. I have the jury still out whether that'll be taken. I offered Martavis Bryant, Thomas Rawls, and Tariq Cohen for joe mixon and either brandon cooks or tyreek hill so that's the kind of deal i'm looking for it's not necessarily you're not necessarily stealing them i mean you're gonna have to give some players up for them but you're not have to pay an exorbitant amount i mean i just read off waiver wire players there Tariq cohen who we like but is it was a waiver wire pickup thomas Rawls a waiver wire pickup you know you can do that on a guy taking a crack at a guy you think could help win you this season uh, another running back, rookie running back that, you know, I think he's a buy low. Alex and I, I think, have varying opinions on this. I think a lot of it has to do with whether you're in a PPR or a standard league. You know, we, we told you Joe Mixon, he got the, he led the backfield in snaps, but it was a lower snap count than you liked, but he got a ton of touches. It's kind of the opposite for Christian McCaffrey who was a 76% snap count running back this last week. I mean, he definitely led the team by a mile for the running back. So you love that, but he only got 10 touches. You know, I'm not sure what to make of Christian McCaffrey. We said all along throughout the scouting process, I mean, he's hard not to get really excited about Christian McCaffrey. It's really, really hard. And I think that's what happened during fantasy drafts. and His ADP was higher than it, than it should be and higher than other rookies who were probably better projections for the nfl but you look we told you for the whole nfl draft season that christian mccaffrey was the next reggie bush and i mean that's just what it's looking like and that's a player that's not going to overwhelm in the nfl he's going to be good in spots he's going to be explosive in spots while he's young and when he gets volume he's definitely going to be an asset but i'm not sure he's going to turn into a fantasy beast um so he's been mediocre enough that I guess we can call him a buy low. I think depending on your league, depending on how what the Christian how the Christian McCaffrey owner views him, depending on your situation, I think McCaffrey's a guy at least worth sniffing around. And I call him a buy low just because I don't think he can possibly cost you that much to get him if you are able to do a deal for him. So uh, worth looking at Christian McCaffrey, I'd say, as well. If you're trying to fill some holes, he doesn't have a buy until week 11. And, um, again, that's, that, that can be really useful as we're trying to navigate some of these big-time bye weeks here that are on the horizon. Uh, one last player that I'd call. yeah, I'd, put him, I'd call him a bye low. We'll call him a bye low here. Actually, you know what? We've got some receivers here. i got a handful of receivers that, let's call them potential bye lows if possible for various reasons. And let's start with uh, Dez Bryant with Dallas. So it's been a so-so performance for him. He hadn't done anything spectacular. It hadn't been pitiful. He's actually saved a pitiful start with some important touchdowns uh, through the first four weeks. And look, we told you from Cowboys camp that Dez and Dak, was we'd been there the year before, their chemistry had definitely improved and that that was a better passing game this year and dak was going to be better and all that's happening and i all of that is happening but we also told you look dez is not really an elite number one wide receiver anymore um because of his separation skills not that they've ever been tremendous in terms of separation but it's just that little step that little tiny bit of a step makes a little bit of a difference and you know, the other thing is that that's a run-first offense, you know, obviously with Zeke. It's, it really is a – you know, that's a Zeke Elliott offense still. You know, but primarily we had told you from our preseason analytics that Des Bryant had a horrible, the worst strength of schedule for fantasy wide receivers to begin the season. And I think that came to bear. Like I said, the touchdown saved it. It could have been pitiful, but I think that came to bear. So what I'm telling you is I think there's better days ahead here for Dez and his price is a very reasonable price tag. It should be a very reasonable price tag right now. It's been a mediocre run, and his owners are staring a buy in the face for next week. Um, Des Bryant's interesting to me because I, I like the matchup this week at home against Green Bay. It's a number 13 matchup of the week on the proprietary matchup tool, the week five matchup tool available right now at rosterwatch.com. You can go in here and you can sort the matchup tool by all the running back, tight end, wide receiver uh, matchups uh, in the league. It makes kind of dissecting your matchups in your league with your fantasy players for your sit starts, a really, really simple process. And we also integrate a lot of analytics from our models. In addition to just fantasy points against, which is, what you find on all the major fantasy sites. If you play on Yahoo or ESPN and it gives you a matchup rating for your player, it's just based on how many points have been scored against that, that defense, uh, from that position on the season. And it really just, it's a very misleading stat and it's pretty amateurish. You're going to want to use something more accurate when setting your lineup. So make sure and come check the matchup tool every week of the season at rosterwatch.com. It's available to all of our pro subscribers. Um, and yeah, consistently helps them win their leagues. And uh so it's the number 13 matchup of the of the week uh for fantasy wide receivers uh for Des Bryant. It's just right outside the t- that the blue. If you'll see the blue when you come look at the tool. So he's right there on the fringe. It's a good matchup for Des Bryant. I like it this week. And then I like him the rest of the season after the bye. So if you can absorb it, if you can do a reasonable deal for it, I think Des Bryant is worth at least investigating in your league if you're looking to bolster your wide receiver core. Um, fortunately, there's a few other guys I think we can do that with as well for cheaper. I'm going to try to burn through them here. Uh, T.Y. Hilton coming off a bad performance. In Seattle, a predictably bad one after the monster the week before that. The predictable monster that we predicted, actually, before that on the week before at home. And then, you know, there was the mediocre beginning of the season. And what we told you is Jacoby Brissett looks like a functional NFL quarterback. And once we saw that, we got higher on Hilton. We knew the matchup was bad last week. But this week in a return home against the 49ers, it's a much, much better matchup. We are totally fine with Brissette throwing the ball to Hilton. So I think there's a chance that his owners are down on him. He's only had one good week on the season. Um, Andrew Luck's still not back, but I'll tell you, the 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 rumblings, the news are beginning to percolate for an Andrew Luck return. It's on the horizon. And with no bye week until week 11, I think that T.Y. Hilton is a really sneaky buy low right now. I think... You can play him this week and have high hopes for him, and I—he's trending to a—he's trending to a much better option for rest of season as we get along here, as Brissett improves and as we near Andrew Luck's return. I think we should be snooping around T.Y. Hilton in all of our leagues roster watch nation. Um, I mean this is Popeye's got to eat his spinach. Popeye has got to eat his spinach, and that's what we we got to do here. We we want to be strong. We want to operate from a position of strength. And, uh, look, we don't want to be ordinary. If we do what everybody else does in our fantasy leagues, we're going to end up like everybody else. Hell, it's the same thing in life, and that's not what we want. We want to win our fantasy leagues. We want to be extraordinary fantasy players. That's why we go through these motions, and... uh, That's why we've introduced the weekly trade cast for the rest of the season is to get maniacal right here with you guys every Wednesday of the year and hash out, hash through these trades. You know what? If you guys start asking trade questions on the site on maybe on Wednesday mornings, I'll start answering a few of those, uh, here, um, on the podcast. As a matter of fact, you know what? Here's an example of a trade that went down earlier today on the site. It was posted by D Singh. It was a PPR trade. He just traded this week's hot waiver wire pickup of the week, Will Fuller, who has a nice outlook for the rest of the season for Jay Ajay. And so this is a perfect example of what we were talking about as Jay Ajay is a buy low. This is a, just a perfect example of him executing exactly the strategy that we're talking about on this podcast. Um, the week five, uh trade cast uh available at rosterwatch.com and on itunes please leave us a stellar five-star review for this uh new piece of content on itunes we'd really appreciate it Uh, but man that's a hell of a trade giving up will fuller for jay Ajay, are you kidding me i mean we like fuller but Ajay has the chance to be a workhorse back if he starts to pop that's a season changer so great example of what can be done through the power of Rosterwatch Nation, through the power of the tools available to our pro subscribers for less than a cheaper a cup of coffee at rosterwatch.com. Uh, that was just posted today, this afternoon, in the comments section of the Week 5 matchup tool on the site. And as you can see, Alex and myself and the Trashman have been in there answering questions in that thread all day uh, ourselves. All right, let's keep burning through this. I don't want to put you guys to sleep. Uh, a few more by-low wide receivers. Devontae Parker, wide receiver, Miami Dolphins. He's a nine-target-per-game guy. If you've watched the games, he's, 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 he's already turning into a human highlight reel. Uh, the production hasn't quite spoken to that yet uh, because it's just been a terribly slow start for the offense. Um, Jay Cutler, Adam Gaze, just the whole thing. But Parker, we're telling you guys, he's a nine-target-per-game guy. He's been almost a double-digit point fantasy receiver and standard to date, and this party's just barely getting started. Like I've said, there is no game plan for the Miami Dolphins that does not include Jay Cutler bombing the football to Devontae Parker in any and every game. And so the targets are coming. The decent production has already occurred. The monsters are they're, they're going to happen, folks. They're going to have them happen. Make sure and have them in your lineup for when that happens. Um, that said, I, don't, I think the unsuspecting fantasy player has no idea that that's the case with Devontae Parker. And if I need a fantasy wide receiver, I mean, he is a prime, prime freaking target right now. And he's going he's to he's help you win weeks the rest of the year. Remember, he's not got to buy because they already got the buyout in week one because of the hurricane. Devontae Parker, Jay Cutler's favorite wide receiver in Miami. He gets all the high-value targets, or at least most of them. A tremendous buy-low target right now in our fantasy leagues if we're looking to bolster our wide receiver or our flex positions. Uh, To a lesser extent, I'd say that same logic also applies to Martavis Bryant. I don't feel quite as strong about him as Parker. He does not have the same role in the Steelers' offense as Parker does, in the Dolphins' offense. But Martavis Bryant also fits that potentially fits that profile, like I said, maybe to a slightly lesser degree. And then I'd say Sammy Watkins fits that box as well. Guys that I think we can look at uh, buying low on if we're looking to bolster our wide receiver position. And, And you know what? You know what? I think I'd add Deshaun Jackson to that mix as well, especially in standard leagues. He's looked good. I can tell Jameis wants to get the ball to him. There's no way they can double cover him. You know, it's it's going to be Deshaun. It's going to be classic Deshaun Jackson. You're not going to be able to depend on him having a great game every week, but in the end, he's going to have had a pretty good season. And I don't think you have to do probably a whole lot to get him right now. I'd say you can put him in there with T. Y. Hilton, Devontae Parker, and to a lesser extent, Martavis Bryant and Sammy Watkins as buy low wide receiver options uh, in our fantasy leagues this week. All right, just a couple more here for you, Roster Watch Nation. Um, let's see here. Uh, just a couple of special notes. Okay, we've already talked about Amari Cooper and Crabtree and Kelvin Benjamin, but you know this makes me bring up another concept. Is and we talked about Terrell Pryor as well, selling, trying to sell him as he's heading into a buy. Um, Sometimes winning teams that don't need a play this week can get a discount on a good fantasy player because that player is in a bye week situation and their owner needs help now. And so I would encourage you guys to scan your league for some of the players that, you know, on a weekly basis that might, you know, fit that profile. But let me give you one for this week, and Alex kind of teased it yesterday on the, uh, on the podcast um, is that Mark Ingram I mean this situation in New Orleans has shaped up into a Alvin Kamara Mark Ingram backfield pretty clearly with Adrian Peterson just flat out being the odd man out so the concern before was that this was a three man backfield as this converges on becoming a two-man backfield, we like Ingram and Kamara more. And it's in PPR, Ingram has been a sneaky double-digit guy every week of the season so far, heading into a buy, and I, it's hard for me to imagine that his fantasy owners love him. I'm not saying he's an ultra-buy low, but I think he's a reasonable player. You can maybe get a discount this week that his owners aren't as smart or as informed as you listeners are. And don't realize that this is trending in a positive direction for him, more towards the two-man backfield. So, Mark Ingram, if I needed some running back help, if I needed some flex help in PPR, is absolutely another guy because he's heading into a bye week that I would look to see if I could get a discount on. So, all right, roster watch nation, it's been fun. I thank you so much for joining me for this wonderful inaugural edition of the weekly trade cast for the 2017 season. Available at rosterwatch.com all season every Wednesday. Uh, let's leave it here with one more question from Rosterwatch Nation. Um, this was from Mac, uh, M-A-C-C, Mac Shea 6 And uh, this was on the site today in the WaiverWire comment section, the comment section of the WaiverWire article, where I was in there personally answering many of our pro subscribers' uh, fantasy questions for the week, and he had an interesting one, so uh, let's go ahead. And I, I told him, you know what, we'll discuss it on today's podcast. And so he says he's 0-4, and, and he needs help. He was offered Jay Ajayi and Charles Clay for Travis Kelsey. His running backs are Amir Abdullah, Duke Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Buck Allen, Deontay Foreman, and Aaron Jones. Wide receivers Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, and Golden Tate. Corey Davis and Sterling Shepherd. Should I do the trade and who should I drop? Thanks for the help. So let's see. As usual, we'd want to look at this. Sounds like a PPR format based on the roster, the players on the roster. Um, we always want to try to two, play two or pair two or three of these players together. Uh, Mac shea six. Thank you so much for being a terrific member of Rosterwatch Nation and engaging us in the comments section with your fantasy questions of the uh, Week 5 Waiver Wire article up on the front page of rosterwatch.com. But look, we want to take two or three of those players. You have a, Those are some decent players you have in your roster. Take three or the, two or three of those players and make an offer for one premium player. Look, we talked about it. Jay Ajayi, another, once again, I circle back to him, he could be another one in the crosshairs uh, for a trade like this, as, as are some of the aforementioned people in this podcast, players in this podcast that were more on the premium side of things, the T.Y. Hilton's, the J, the Joe Mixon's, the Des Bryant's, those type of players um, are ones that you could, could target in a multiplayer deal to try to improve your starting lineup, because if you're 0-4, that's all you can worry about right now is having your best starting lineup every week. you got to throw everything else out the window. You can't worry about next week. You can't worry about depth. You can't worry about some guy you've been stashing. Uh, That's uh, just what you're going to have to do. Now, in terms of who uh, should you drop... Boy, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I mean... That's a really tough one. It looks like Aaron Jones, it looks like Jamal Williams is trending towards playing. And it looks like Ty Montgomery is trending towards playing. Who So Aaron Jones was really only going to be a hot pickup for this week if he was going to get the big snap count in Green Bay. I think you can drop him. But yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey is a nice, nice player. But if you're on four and you're struggling and you're a little bit weak at running back, as you mentioned here, I mean, really, Jay Ajay should step right in and be the best running back on the team, on this team, and he has the upside to help you maybe dig out of this 0-4 hole. Travis Kelsey's a nice player, but people are sleeping on Charles Clay and the volume he's been getting. This is a nice deal, Mac Shea. Go ahead and get it done, and and listen, you uh, you heard earlier on the podcast, you mentioned that you own Amir Abdullah, you own Duke Johnson. Those are two of our prime sell-high candidates. You should do the deal for a jai, And the very next thing you should do is you should go turn around and look to shop Amir Abdullah and Duke Johnson. And heck, maybe even Tariq Cohen. And find a way to take those three players and turn them into a couple more of the premium players that we've spoken about on tonight's podcast. Once again, watch Nation, thank you so much. Uh, we wish you the best uh, for week five. And I cannot wait to join you again this time next week. We'll see you. In the Everybody future, the doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness, look so that fucking smile on my face. Here to ear, baby. Maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. i am been the all day, all night, all day. Oh, All your niggas that be thinking life is vicious. Well, I'm sorry, mate, 'cause I am sorry mate, cause i do not really think you know what vicious is. Gotta choose a good book and no slippages. Yeah, this market's got me having better Christmases. Yeah, I'm something like Blade, Had the businesses. Five figures in a day, I can witness it. Five figures in a day, maybe wanna shop, then I stop, count, shop, then I shop more. I run up penny the gal, up in the shop tower You can't fear i am going four. What for? No reason. Once for every season. I'm the king of the trees and my those are gonna lock jaw And you got clothes, well I have got more. And the wife's top drawer looking like an import. Yeah, I do this shit with ease, my family's hard to achieve So some of these men deceive, you think I'm gonna believe him Cause he says that he trades and driving in a Mercedes It's not it cause I what I'm making his race Niggas ain't on my ways.